Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Tuesday, November 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we'll be looking at Theresa May's warning to pro-Brexit ministers, private equity groups scaling back their investments in the UK, and a hit to Apple and Amazon stocks. Then, it's election day in the US. Patty Waldmeyer takes us to the Midwest, where Trump's rhetoric is playing well among his supporters. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Today, Theresa May is expected to put pressure on the Eurosceptic ministers in her cabinet. She wants them to back a Brexit deal that could be signed before the end of the month. Earlier this week, Irish Prime Minister Leo Varadkar offered a compromise on the Northern Ireland border. That's the issue that's been plaguing Brexit negotiations from the start. Mr. Varadkar told Mrs. May he would consider a, quote, review mechanism. In other words, the ability to review the terms of the backstop plan so that it would not leave Britain locked in a customs union indefinitely. But, he said, this so-called mechanism could not be operated unilaterally by Britain. The EU is ready to agree to a backstop that would see the whole UK remain in a customs union until a trade deal is agreed to. That would remove the need for new border controls between Northern Ireland and the Republic. Mrs. May is expected to warn her cabinet that time is running out to agree to a deal. And uncertainty over Brexit is concerning private equity managers, too. Carlyle has pared back investment in the UK. The US private equity group made the decision because of uncertainty over the terms of Brexit, according to its co-founder, David Rubinstein. The group is just one of a number of top buyout groups that have either scaled back their UK investments since Brexit or who are reassessing their activity in the country. Mr. Rubenstein said there's been a drop in investment flows into Britain in the past two years. That's mostly due to uncertain exit terms and financial markets failing to anticipate the Brexit referendum result back in 2016. Some buyout groups have even downgraded the UK to the same category of emerging economies when it comes to looking for investment opportunities. Hi, this is Peter Wells on the Fast Desk in New York. One of the big stories in the market today was a further decline in Apple's share price. So we've seen a little bit of bruising on Apple the past few days. It comes after the company released its fourth quarter earnings aftermarket on Thursday. The numbers themselves were pretty good. They beat Wall Street forecasts, but the company's outlook for the holiday season was a bit disappointing. On top of that, they've also said that they are in future likely to stop reporting unit sales for their iPhones and other devices. And a lot of investors are a bit concerned about that lack of transparency. And all that news has conspired to knock shares a further 2.8% on Monday by the close on Wall Street. So that now takes the share price down by about 13.1% from its record high in October. It means that the company's market capitalization has fallen through the $1 trillion mark. Another one too is Amazon. They came out and said they were going to offer free shipping to all of their US customers over the holiday period. And that sort of has a little bit of concern because offering free shipping to everybody is going to put pressure on the company's margins. About a week ago, they had come out with their fourth quarter results and said that they were perhaps expecting not as great an outlook in the holiday season as investors had initially planned. And this is meant to typically be their fourth quarter. So there is a little bit of concern out there in the moment for some of the really big 
big companies in the market, Apple and Amazon, in terms of what the holiday quarter is going to mean for them. And that is likely to mean that the pressure on their share prices could continue for some time yet. And here's something you might want to know more about. Today's elections in the U.S. are widely viewed to be a referendum on President Donald Trump, even by the president himself. The world will be watching to see if Mr. Trump's supporters will turn out to help his Republican Party keep majorities in Congress. Patty Waldmeyer lives in and covers the Midwest for the FT. There's a dog in here, because if he decides to, do, to uh, express his views in the middle, it could be non-helpful. <laughs> White Midwestern industrial workers are a big part of Trump's base. In fact, it was the factory workers who lost homes and jobs during the financial crisis who are widely credited with helping Mr. Trump get elected. But have the first two years of the Trump administration been enough to turn things around for these workers? According to a recent poll touted by the White House, maybe. A survey by the Harris Poll showed that 85% of blue-collar workers surveyed think their lives are headed in the right direction, and about the same number are satisfied with their jobs. Patty's here to give us a snapshot of just how Midwestern voters are thinking today. Well, like all other Americans, they are divided. So Americans are divided in the Midwest like they are anywhere else. They are divided in the factories like they are anywhere else. I've been very surprised at the fact that an awful lot of especially white, especially male factory workers, industrial workers that I've spoken to in the Midwest have been really delighted with Trump's first couple of years, more delighted than they expected to be. A lot of them did not vote for him, but they would next time. So let's talk about some of the Trump supporters that you did speak to. What's the economic situation like for the people that you talked to? Has it improved over the past two years? Well, um, for a lot of manufacturing workers, things have just not been this good for a very long time. And that can be because of Trump or despite him. A lot of the groundwork was laid in the Obama administration. But things have really got significantly better under Trump, under the first two years of Trump. That may not be because of him, but it, over the last two years, they have got better. So the unemployment rate is extremely low in most manufacturing professions. And manufacturing wages have been rising at a faster rate than white-collar wages have been rising. Unemployment, as I say, is very low. And when you add on top of that the stimulative effect of tax cuts, for corporations, even if not for individuals, there's a, you know, each of us got a little bit of a tax cut. It wasn't huge. But because of all of those things and because of those emotional things, the president is constantly talking about manufacturing workers. He has a very nostalgic view of the American economy, hankering back to the days when manufacturing workers were really central. And all of that is making people feel a lot better off. And and they are a lot better off. They are. And what else are Trump supporters thinking about ahead of this election? I think what stands out to me about Trump supporters is what has stood out the entire time since the 2016 election, which is they are amazingly forgiving. So I often ask Trump supporters when I interview them, is there anything that President Trump could do that you would not support or that would turn you against him. And it's sometimes quite hard for people to come up with anything. So they will be very often annoyed at him for something, but it's not enough to stop 
them supporting him. And I think very often we in the media just get this wrong. So after the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, you know, I remember being told repeatedly that, you know, no Republican women would support the president after what happened with Brett Kavanaugh. And that just was not true. I mean, for whatever reason, his support among his true supporters is extremely difficult to shake. Is there anything your dog wants to say before we go? Oh, Dumpling, would you have any views on this topic? No, Dumpling is Chinese, so he's really <laughs> good. <laughs> he's got views on Xi Jinping, but he has got no views on Donald Trump. <laughs> you can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be covering all of the results of the U.S. midterm elections, and you can follow along online. Just visit FT.com midterms. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Tomorrow, we'll be bringing you into our newsroom for a special U.S. midterm election episode. Make sure you check back at 6 a.m. GMT for the latest insight into key developments and what they might mean for you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.